Hello and welcome to another episode. Today we start with the topic. Was the GT Mercenaries DLC the worst content ever released by Rockstar? So this video, if you haven't seen it, by Bruffy1322. Played him in GTA Guesser. Good dude. If you're very much so into racing in, in GTA, highly recommend his channel. He released this video. Everything wrong with GTA's Mercenaries DLC. GT5 discussion number 82. The video highlighted to me how ignorant I am of a lot of the concerns of the player base and how many people interface with GT Online. One of the most eye-opening things for me was, let me see if I can find it. So they changed something with various different materials and assets for custom jobs. And so for some reason, well that he explains, but I can't particularly remember, a bunch of assets were changed in terms of their characterization that made it so they all changed into these blue panels. And so it broke like a ridiculous amount of people's custom stuff, stuff they spent ridiculous amounts of time on. And it even broke some of Rockstar's jobs, like races and whatnot. And I was like, this is clearly a, the sort of thing that I should bring up when I talk about new DLC, but the things that I'm most concerned about in a DLC are very different from most people's. They disabled the prop whitelist, is what Spider's telling me. But see, I barely understand what that means. Like, people like Bruffy, who know the ins and outs of GT Online, like, deserve more views on videos like this. I'm happy it's getting quite a few views. But if you're interested in all the ways that the GTA Mercenaries DLC was screwed up, watch this video. Talks about the removal of the cars, how the jobs were changed, these, these kind of broken things, the various different bugs that release these annoyances, and da-da-da. His conclusion was, this is the only DLC that has ever released where he believes that it would have been better had it not released at all. While every other DLC has had its issues, this one, in his view, has actually made the game worse. It's a huge condemnation, right? Like, I wasn't impressed with the DLC, but I didn't hate it. It's like when I wanted to do my tier list of all the adversary modes, and then when I found out 31 were gated, I was really annoyed. Things like this only seem real when, like, they're relevant to you and you're made aware of how impactful they are. Because I heard ages ago that the adversary modes were removed, and I was like, well, that sucks, but who cares? I mean, it sucks for everyone, but I wasn't up in arms about it because I didn't understand the implications really. But now that it impacts me, I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. And that's how we all are to a degree with uh, every problem in the world, right? We understand their problems. We're like, man, that sucks. I wish that wasn't the case. But when it impacts us, we're like, oh my god, this is real now. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone ever. Basically, people suck. I suck. Watch Profi's video. It's a good video. Twitch copies YouTube by introducing hype chats. So Twitch is adding another feature. Yeah. Get hyped for hype chat. Hype chat is a new way for viewers to stand out in chat while supporting their favorite partners. This is done by paying to pin messages to the top of chat, rolling out the partners soon. They already had this before. It was called elevated chat, where you'd pay some amount of money, like $5 for a message to sit up there for 30 seconds. So like you can see it here in chat. Oh my God, new feature, $1.70. And so it's here. And there's a little countdown there. But elevated chats were just in beta. Like it says, for a limited time and a limited number of channels. So I never got it. I'm not sure who got it, but I guess this hype chat thing is the mature version of that feature. So it's obvious to anyone who looks at this that they're just super chats on YouTube. But yeah, so this apparently has a 70-30 split. The partner getting 70%, Twitch getting 30. Although apparently there's a 5% fee that is deducted from the original number and then it's a 70-30 split. So it's not really a 70-30 split. So a bit's better then. Making that comparison would be very difficult. So when you buy bits, you are charged a premium. So if you want a thousand bits, which equals $10 for me, you might have to pay $14. So you 
pay extra money, but I get 100% of whatever you send me. This is almost becoming like mobile games where they have all different types of currencies that are really confusing. But ultimately, I will obviously get less money from this than simply using my old donation link that is linked down below that directly goes through stream elements or whatever. But then again, that was true on YouTube as well, but a lot of people did Super Chats anyway. And I believe Super Chats on YouTube also had a 70-30 split. But um, the advantage of this is that the message actually goes in chat and sits at the top for a long time and people can look at it or what have you. I don't know how much people do that, but that's the only perk that you're getting compared to the old system. You don't even get like an extra badge on your name or something. This is just Twitch trying to generate more money and seeing that it's working for YouTube. They're like, hey, why not? In saying that though, like what's the point of bits now? Bits and this are just ways to give money to a creator. You know what I'm saying? Like bits give additional perks. Like they, they give you additional emotes. They give you a badge next to your name. There seems to be no reason why they couldn't have just combined bits and this hype chat thing to make it less confusing for the viewers and just giving more perks to bits or making bits redundant or whatever. Bits aren't as quick if you don't have any on your account. That's what I mean. They could have just integrated these two together, given all the perks for donations or whatever. So if you gave $5 through this hype chat thing, then that would be the equivalent of giving 500 bits and you would get the bit badge and the emotes. I think the only reason they don't want to do that is because they just want to inspire people to donate even more so they can get more money. So do I like this new feature? I don't really care about it. It's not something that I think people were massively demanding, but it does, of course, highlight again Twitch's current interest, which is making some more money. The more I see this stuff, I do wonder if they're trying to quickly elevate their revenue so that they can sell Twitch off. YouTube's new feature allows you to include three thumbnails on a single video. So in a way, I feel like in Rambles, we frequently talk like, hey, they've announced this new features coming up. And then we talk about it for a bit. And then like weeks later, that new feature comes out and I'm like, here's that feature we talked about. So I'm doing that again. <laughs> Remember how we talked about how YouTube was going to implement a thing where you can put three different thumbnails on your video and then pick whichever one has the best results. I believe last time it was like rumored that it was going to be a thing, but now it's actually coming out. And so you can see down here, this person has put uh, one, two, three thumbnails. And this one's getting 43% watch time. This one's getting 28% watch time. This one's getting 29% watch time. So of course, after a certain amount of time, you just click and go, this is the one that I want for everyone because it's doing the best. And so then your video will do better. Because it is frustrating sometimes when you make a thumbnail and you don't know if it's very good or not. It's, it's hard making thumbnails. And thumbnails are a very important aspect of making videos because you can make the best video ever. But if no one's willing to click on it, it doesn't matter. For example, this was Mim's idea for the 100% awards video. So it's like, the awards are flying out the door and it says GT Online Awards on the floor and there's me getting hit in the face with uh, one of the awards. But like, I look so decrepit and weird here. That's funny. To me, it looked like a horror thing. It works, beautiful. It's over sharpie. I, I, I didn't like the way I looked. I thought it was creepy. But maybe you guys see having a response here that maybe it would have done better than the thumbnail I went with. And now I'll know in the future. Whenever this comes up, I don't think a thumbnail is good and we make a second one, I'll put them both there and see which one works. I'm hoping that the system can be automated. The reason why I hope it can be automated is because I usually put my videos to release when I'm asleep. Because just coincidentally, the best time to release videos for me is uh, like midnight, my time. I don't want to have to sit up for the entire hour watching the graph as it goes up and down to end up picking one. I would just rather say like, hey, yo, here's two thumbnails. After an hour, whichever one has the highest watch time, pick that one for me. If that isn't out when this feature releases, 
I suspect they will eventually release it. Seems like a no-brainer. Spotify is adding a new super premium tier subscription with higher fidelity audio. This is weird. Spotify reportedly planning new supremium tier, expected to include hi-fi audio and launch later this year. What the hell is hi-fi audio chat? High frequency audio? You can't tell the difference. You cannot tell the fucking difference chat. You can tell with higher quality equipment? Okay, maybe that's possible. You got some super high tech goddamn thing. But I mean, on your shitty earphones or whatever, no way. Like I'm sure some high tech audio file setup, maybe you could hear it, but like honestly, it doesn't matter for a certain class of people whether they can hear it or not. That it's reportedly better will cause them to pay for it. For example, me, because I play my chill hop through Spotify, I will pay for this. Because even if it's an infinitesimally small benefit for what, an extra five bucks a month, I guess millions of people will experience high quality audio, let's go. But as I say, some people will always just pay more and buy the most expensive one because they can afford it, if it's something they care about, right? Will the encoding work for the high quality to transfer through? I have 320 bitrate for audio on OBS, so I think it does. On YouTube, sure. I don't know much about it, guys, but I th- I'm just going to pay for it because why not? Be like five bucks extra or something. Did the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse movie have poor audio? So I saw in a recent ramble that I did a review of the latest Spider-Man movie. Or at least talking about my impressions of seeing the movie. And I realized I didn't mention one thing. During, especially the beginning of the movie, I thought the sound mixing was awful. Like I had heard from various different people that movies these days were mixed very poorly, but I had never experienced that. But being in the cinema, for the first time in my entire life, there were scenes where I couldn't hear what the person was saying. They'd be mixed to sound distant, but it wasn't mixed in a way that it still had clarity. So their words were indecipherable. I don't know if that's because I'm getting older or something wrong with my ears or something, but I doubt that's the case because I have heard from so many other people that movies these days just aren't mixed very well. I'd be interested to know why that is. It's also possible that the cinema I was in had some issues. That maybe there was something wrong with the speakers or what have you. But like 98% of the movie, it was perfectly fine. And the few lines of banter that I didn't get to hear, which it was largely in that scene where they were versing that guy who was made of ink or whatever, or paper, whatever it was, at the very beginning. The rest of the movie was fine. Just those scenes, it was just like, what are, they, what are you saying? What? It was like, and was like, am I meant to be understanding this? Like, I guess movies are mixed for the TV at home today. Yeah, I, I have always wondered that because you, you'd think the movies would have a different cut or whatever, or, or a different mix. Okay, so it wasn't just me being deaf. It, it was a, a, a prominent thing. I work in a movie theater, so let me explain. They messed up the dialogue mixing and told my theater to turn up the volume to try to remiss the issue. They ended up having to send an entirely new version to fix all the complaints. They just messed up as usual. Oh, okay, gotcha, Salty. It's weird, though, that the movie did so well considering that they had issues with the mixing. Especially because I wasn't, like, one of the first people to watch it or something. So it must have been an issue for a while. And as I say, 98% of the movie was fine. It was just those handful of scenes. I put up a no soliciting sign, so I would never be bothered again. So over the years, chat, I have always hated junk mail, but I've never done something about it. And I think over time, I've gotten less and less traditional junk mail through the mail. You know, you get spam emails now. Remember back when I was a kid, like, I actually would deliver some of that stuff. When I had, like, my pamphlet delivery thing when I was, like, 13 or something, I would deliver this junk mail, (laughs) as garbage as that is. But, um, I looked at my mailbox, and there was just a bundle of pamphlets or whatever for different companies. I'm like, I don't care about this, and I finally did something about it. And so I got myself a no junk mail sticker that I've now put on my mailbox. And so hopefully that stops it. But more exciting for me, and more relevant for you guys, I got this for my door. 
No soliciting, fundraising, politics, salesman, religion, thank you. Over the course of my career, surely it's happened at least like 50 times when my stream has been interrupted by someone coming to my door and being like, do you want to buy these chocolate cookies? I'm like, no, no, no. Or, hey, you want to buy these solar powers? No, no, leave me alone. And so this is now inadvertently improving your quality of life as it is improving mine. Streams will be interrupted less. They'll still be interrupted by packages, but that's it. Hopefully. You know that penguin gif where they're like, they, they he's tapping the sign or whatever? But I guess I'm going to probably do that sometimes. People are going to press my doorbell and knock on the door. I'm, I'm just going to open the door and point at the fucking sign, stare at him like, and just slam the door. Because <laughs> obviously not everyone's going to listen to it. Listen to my sign. This old ramble highlights how much I've changed in the past year. So I got this message on Twitter. I wanted to rewatch your rambles video that I think was titled why people are as they are, but I can't seem to find it. Did it get removed? And I responded, it will be on the playlist found on the Rambles channel or exclamation mark rambles in my Twitch chat for the index. So for those who don't know, all my old rambles are unlisted on the main channel, but you can find them in a playlist on the Rambles channel. With that being said, the reason I'm bringing this up is not just because I want to communicate that to you guys, but this ramble, Ramble 239, I really like. While it starts a little bit slow, the sort of interest and passion that I'm showing throughout this video, throughout this half an hour, is something that I looked at and I was like, man, how young was I in this that I still had this kind of passion for communicating my ideas and trying to convince people of my perspective? How young was I in this where I actually still cared to this degree? I looked and it was a bit over a year ago. And I was like, wow, has the amount of care that I have degraded that much in a single year? That is really depressing. Like I could not imagine doing this rant again. I could explain all these same concepts, perhaps if I push come to shove, put a gun to my head. But if I was asked these similar questions again, I would just go, I, I, like, I just don't care, man. Let's just move on. <laughs> and you're probably in part going to see in the response video that is uh, eventually going to come out to the other creator. You'll see it, whatever. It communicates a bit more why I have this view now. Like it all just seems so pointless discourse. Convincing people of anything just feels like such a colossal waste of time. And explaining like my feelings on the matter would take a very long time. And interestingly, because I care so little, I don't care to explain. I know the explanation would be difficult and long, so I'm just like, ah, fuck it. If you think online discourse really matters and that you can change people's minds and stuff, that's cool. I don't care. I'm a lot more negative about a lot of things these days. But yeah, if you want to go back and watch that ramble, I highly recommend it. It is quite interesting. If you can get past the first two minutes or whatever before it starts up. I mean, there's some gold stuff in a lot of my old rambles and some of that's going to be revealed through the shorts that are being made. But of course, shorts are limited to one minute, so it's not going to have everything. I made my pizza dream come true. I ate a pizza this morning for breakfast at 1 p.m. It's where my life is right now. And the only reason I got myself a pizza is because I believe at the end of my sleep, whether I was like fully asleep or not, or just like waking up, I was dreaming of eating a pizza. I was like, well, I'm now gonna eat a pizza in real life. You can make your dreams come true, chat. You just have to work hard and have very small dreams. How do you get pizza so early in the morning? 1 p.m. is not early in the morning. I killed my grass. I killed my grass, chat. Not the new grass I got, but like old grass. What kind of grass? Buffalo. You reckon this would regrow? I don't think so. I used too much pesticide stuff. That stuff is a lot stronger than I thought it was. Yeah, it looks dead to me. Wouldn't you be good? I water a lot, man. Probably way too much. I'm probably better off just replacing it. And I put like stuff that's meant to make it grow better on it. If you can easily pull the grass with no resistance, it is dead. Let me see if I can do that. I don't know what no resistance means, man. It's got some resistance. 
I love Vegemite more than you might expect. I think I've talked about this before, but if not, I want to cover it again. So there's this YouTube short of this dude who is going to try Vegemite. It's got like a bajillion likes. One thing he does at the beginning though, freaks a lot of people out and I want to talk about it. Since everyone hates it so much, let's try Australian Vegemite for the first time. So crack it open, get a big spoonful and let's taste it. Just kidding. Apparently that's not how you're supposed to eat it. So then he eats it normally by putting like a small amount on bread. And like the, the, the top comment here is uh, him just kidding. Me deletes my essay, 45k likes. But like, I can eat Vegemite like that. And I have at times done that. I'm more of a peanut butter kind of guy with a spoon, but Vegemite, totally cool. Would you like to see me eat a spoonful of Vegemite? Is that something you think that people will be interested in seeing? Okay, be right back. I'm pretty sure I've done this on stream before. Actually, not much in here. Focus. Focus on the Vegemite, damn it, camera. How can it still not focus? You're crazy. There's nothing else in the screen. Well, uh, close enough, right? Yeah, now it's just hard to eat. Sorry there wasn't more. Like, I got to pile it on there. We spent most time savoring it, but it probably isn't really interesting. But yeah, Vegemite's great. Maybe at some point I would do like a donation goal where I will sit and eat an entire jar of Vegemite. Answering your most interesting questions. Do I think GTA 6's story will be better than GTA 5's? GTA 4's story was pretty good and they focused on one character. GTA 5, the story got weaker and they focused on three characters. Well, obviously what goes into a story isn't simply how many main characters you have. I do think that a duo cast is probably going to be easier to handle and give us more time with each character and what they're doing compared to the trio that we had originally in GTA 5. And you'd assume that as time goes on, Rockstar, the people who work there, learn more from their previous attempts and so we'll get better over time. Red Dead story, people loved it. The only reason why you might be hesitant to say the story might be better is because some of the people who did all the writing for the older games have left. But you never really know how much of the writing is just like one person. For example, Rick and Morty, the dude who made that, was tossed to the side because of some really sus stuff that he did. And people looked up like how many of the episodes of Rick and Morty were actually written by that dude. And it was very few. Like there was a whole team of writers writing Rick and Morty, not just that one dude. But that one dude got all the credit because he was considered the creator. So like at Rockstar, it may be possible that we're giving credit to like one or two dudes. When in reality, it's just like a whole group of people in a collaborative effort, which I hope. So what I'm saying is, I don't know. But I do think GTA 6 has a chance of having a better story than GTA 5. And considering the GTA 5 story is pretty middle of the road, just okay. Although the story wouldn't have to be that good for it to be better. Do you wish you wouldn't think about numbers as much as it seems like you do? I consider the business aspect of being a YouTuber to be fun. Yesterday, I spent six hours. No, maybe it wasn't six hours, but it was a lot of hours going through all my files, sorting them, naming them to find all my completed runs, PBs or not, so that they could all go to the VOD channel. And I like doing that. I'm just a weird dude. I like the idea of getting my content more in front of other people. Not only the money that comes from that, but like making people happy, entertaining more people, having more people in my community. I like making things, creating things, uh, organizing things, building things. I never saw myself as a particularly creative person, but the numbers are a part of the creativity for me. They just represent how many people entertaining. And of course, as a person who really enjoys what they do, to the degree that I find it hard to think of other things that I do enjoy doing, I'm of course, very cognizant that I have to care about these things if I want to keep doing it. Like if you have a pool in your backyard and you love swimming in it, 
and people go, man, why are you always worrying about like the pH levels and stuff? Why are you always out there cleaning it, bro? Like it, it's it's a pool, man. You're meant to enjoy the pool, not spend all your time managing it. But it's like, if you don't manage the pool, it becomes gross, it becomes disgusting. It, it gets dilapidated and you can't use it. Things that you enjoy require maintenance, require you to care about the nitty gritty details of those things. People look from the outside at running a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream and they think, oh man, you can just like lay back and just play video games all day and it just, it fucking all take, takes care of itself. It doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't. If I took that attitude to what I do for a living, I probably would have just spent all my time continuing to speed run GTA 5 for a couple of hundred viewers until I eventually had to quit. It's a part of the job. Regardless of whether or not the numbers truly matter, you should probably press the like and subscribe button and make those numbers go up, please. Thank you. I wish you all the best.